Welcome to the Tribunal. I'm Danny with Jameson. Did I win? And Chris Wern. Come on, it's only a little baby hill. We just watched the finale of the challenge battle for a new champion. We saw Norris eliminate Mariah, Berna cry a whole bunch, and Emmanuel overcome the pain of repeatedly cheating on his girlfriend to become a challenge champion. We're going to do Killed It or Send It Home, Jameson's Juicy Deets, and MVPs and Losers. But first, Chris, every season we rank TJ's final. I went back and listened to our last finale and asked you to rank it from 1 to 10, and you gave it a letter grade. So grade it however you want. <laughs> do you know what letter grade I gave it last season? I think you gave it like a C-, minus, which <laughs> it, the 100-hour finale was pretty bad. Yeah, you know, I feel like the second episode in this uh, finale, for me personally, I thought it kind of, man, I don't know, now I'm like torn. I'm already torn in making my decision. I'm going to give it a safe 7 out of 10. I There was some things that I was really um, scared of personally, of like, wow, that really seems hard. And then there were some other things I was just not really impressed or you know whatever just didn't really seem to bother me as like seeming hard at all so yeah i'll give it a seven i I think it was tough but i think we've seen harder um it wasn't quite a c minus i think yeah that 72 hour one or whatever that was 100 hours what was the time i don't even know that that was pretty bad 100 hours 100 hours yeah this one seems a seven comes up like a c plus that's true c plus i mean this one seemed harder to me. So whatever that equates, there you go. <laughs> JMO? Man, you know, uh, when I first watched this uh, finale, both weeks, uh, I was kind of in the, I was in the 7.2, uh, maybe 6.8 area, but it kind of, it kind of had a lasting impact on me. It kind of hit uh, a little harder emotionally um, than I thought it would. And I, me, I always harp on, you know, having making them not sleep all night. So I have to give it a big old plus for that. Um, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it a 7.5. I think that um it it was really nice to see the non-sleeping portion, which was so funny. I love torturing um people on game shows. Something about it just brings me joy. And then you know what? I liked Emmanuel winning, I liked uh Maurice her story i just i was happy for a lot of the people which doesn't really happen that often so i enjoyed that part and i think that doesn't really have to do with the actual challenges the actual you know how hard it was but i enjoyed it um from a from a from a just from a perspective of life (laughs) i'm gonna give it an eight and a half i was whoa i was on the edge of my seat which almost never happens in a challenge no matter how difficult like i just felt like the the low points were the people we had in it, but I thought the challenge itself was sufficiently hard. It hit all the beats we usually want to see in a final. And I felt like for a while, it felt like one of four different people could win at any moment, which I can't really ask for more than that yeah. in a final. We've never, ever had the, you know, the photo finish that we all want to happen one day, but we'll see if it ever does. But in terms of like keeping me invested the whole time, I was, and I really enjoyed it. I gotta say, 
Great, great score. I agree. I, it could really go down that path. It, it was, as a whole, pretty, pretty solid. I mean, when I thought that tonight that the second half, I thought it was going to be like, okay, go to these checkpoints, and then it was going to end. But to have the last batch where it was five little, you know, you know, little batches of things you had to do, I thought that was really great. I liked that it really was up to anybody, um, balance beams included. And, you know, I think that it, you just didn't know who it was going to come down to. So I thought that was a great extra layer. Yeah, I think um, to, to what you're saying too, Danny, an 8.5 is a great score. I will say I, I'm leaning at that like seven range because for me that first day just seemed a little meh. I think the second yeah. day made up for it though. Um, Jameson, what you're saying with like the the sleeping or the sleep deprivation, I think this is the first time that he didn't allow them to go to sleep, right? Yeah. I feel like before he would he'd be like, you can sleep if you can, you know, like right. where you can still try to like close your eyes and relax where this time he was like, there will be repercussions. I kind of was curious as to what that would have been. Um, but to, to I mean, back that, in the day, they used to have to like stand on a fucking plank and they couldn't right. sleep back in the day. And they haven't done that in a long time. So this is the first time in a long time they made them stay awake. Well, the yeah. no sleeping made me wonder like, is the pillow or, or blanket a bad move do you just need that little folding chair because you're not going to sleep on that anyway um but it never yeah. that. yeah well i mean i think the thing so the what i wanted to get to though was just you know i still think the first day was grueling in its own way you know it definitely seemed like it you know you would have had to exert a lot of energy so then to not sleep at all and then meet the next day with a 2000 meter swim i think it was um and then go through that whole thing that that's a lot like that's a lot to do um on no sleep yeah um so yeah that was all those puzzles i can i can't do a puzzle if i sleep for 48 hours straight so i would have been totally fucked <laughs> couldn't do it in your sleep or if you were awake or if i was if i was well rested <laughs> if i was fucking asleep doesn't matter i'm not doing one of those sudokus goodbye <laughs> so, Jameson, who showed they belonged in this final and who had no business being there? Well, I mean, the obvious answer right away for not wanting to be there or could be there is Berna. The, the tears uh, when she had to drink that drink, it was, it, you know, when someone cries and it brings you joy, that was those for me. I just loved that she was like, <laughs> Yeah, we'll drink the fucking orange ginger drink, whatever the fuck it is, because everyone else was taking it down like a champ, and move on. I mean, yeah, Corey had a moment, but, you know, he kind of redeemed himself and then didn't redeem himself at the same time. It was a great uh, unredeemable sandwich. Um, so, but I think who really sh who showed up, I got to give it to Norris, guys. Um, you know, like, for her to kind of come in and, and be this kind of, you know, beautiful person who, you know, has a little drama to her, but then to compete the way she did and come in, come in second there, like pretty killer, uh, pretty killer. I think if she's a better swimmer, she might be the winner of this whole thing. She finished in dead totally. swim, which was over a mile. I did the math last night for any uh, Americans. What a, what a fucking dedicated podcast host right there, guys. <laughs> and the, the Berna thing. I would have been screaming in her face because 
they all had to wait for her for seemingly a long time after the run. And then she pulls that like as somebody who does a very limited exercise, there's nothing worse than, you know, that if you're (laughs) running and you stop, it all gets worse than if you just keep moving. So to have to sit there and wait for her, I would have been going nuts. Exactly. That's why I always stop. (laughs) as someone who does exercise i can say that is all very true danny um and to to build on your over a mile swim it's a mile and a quarter 1600 meters would be a mile uh and not to flex i'm sure my wife's gonna roll her eyes at me right now but uh you know i swim about three miles Uh, here we go here we go usually it's a 1600 meter swim is what i do is my workout and just for like reference i think what's a good consider a good time is like a thousand meters in or sorry 500 meters in 10 minutes is like it's a fairly easy time that's like a lifeguard qualification right but like these people are also swimming in open water and that makes it significantly harder so just to start your day after not sleeping with a 2000 meter swim like that is wow i mean that's that's a lot. And I would argue that the life jacket would make it harder. I agree. Definitely slows you yeah. down. Yeah. You you can't really move the right way. Your body's floating up and your legs are going. That, so you're not very efficient. So it's, it's a bit of a pain. Um, to get back to your question, though, Danny, like uh, who belonged in the final? I mean, Jameson, you hit on Berna pretty hard. I don't have anything to add there. I will say, Corey, even though you kind of excused him for that moment, I still feel like. Yeah. I know, crying at heights. I mean, both of these things, you know, it's like when we saw Fessy uh, in the final in Iceland where he's upset about eating nasty food, you know, and it's like, look at guys, just don't even be on the show. Like, you know, this is coming, right? You like, know, it's coming. You're here totally. to the final, you totally. know, it's coming. So just, you gotta, you gotta do it. I, I really thought both of them and, and, and Corey's thing of just being heights. It's like, dude, you've done so much on this show. He's, and some of the other things were like, yeah, he's been up high. Come on, yeah, right. Like the whole, the whole, uh, yeah. the last uh, daily challenge was that Michelle yeah. like wrists on or whatever it was. It's like that thing was pretty high. What a doofus! Right. It just I mean, kind of weird. I just think no champ has ever come that close to quitting a final. He literally needed TJ to physically stop him from quitting. And I just think then then you don't have what it takes, even in though he turned it around later and got uh, defeated by a balance beam. Like, you just don't belong. I would have rather seen Mariah in there. I don't think she would have pulled any of the stuff that Corey and Berna did. <laughs> no, Absolutely. 100%. I mean, my thing, though, with Berna is, like, if she had this quote tonight, I'm fighting for my life and I can't go home. And I say I couldn't drink the drink. Like, that, like you're fighting for your life and you can't drink the drink. Like, it's not that fucking hard for now. I mean, it just sums up her. I love that she got last place. It just, she had to be there. She had to be last place. Especially after everybody did it, you know? Yeah. It's obviously not a fight for life. And they're not going to give you something that's inedible, ultimately, right? It's not like they're asking you to eat straight up poop. It's like, this is something that people have (laughs) have eaten before. You know what I mean? And And at that point, it's probably like, food that they actually need like regardless of how it yeah. tastes, it's probably going to give you some good yeah lots of proteins but yeah i mean anybody that's going to get this far 
and then bitch and cry about the stuff that they know is coming. Eating disgusting stuff, being unhyped, yes. having to swim. All of this stuff is in all of the finals. Just study up, you know? And if exactly. you can't take it, don't go on the show. Because yeah. it's all worth it, Danny, for $250,000, except after taxes, it's probably one twenty-five. And then after, you know, state taxes, it's probably one hundred seventy-five. But either way, still worth it. Let's do one last killed it or send it home, Chris Warren. Um, you know, you mentioned someone just before Danny, uh, Mariah, that you would have rather seen her in the second half of this final, which I agree. And it kind of made me think because I feel like I kind of, you know, uh, ragged on Mariah all season. But is Mariah underrated as a competitor? Killed it or sent it home? Great one. Yeah, that is a great one because we we didn't really get to see her compete that much this season. So I'll give her the benefit of the doubt and kill it as uh, underrated. Um, and I really didn't like this elimination she lost on. It didn't. I like a mix of I things. Agree. Give me a little physical, little puzzle, just pure puzzle. It, it sort of uh, sucks to to get that draw. So. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. I'll say underrated. And I, I think she belonged in that second day to, to have a chance to do it. Jameson? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a great question for us. Uh, I, I mean, I agree. I think that she got kind of a bad, you know, exit there. Like doing a puzzle um, is tough. I Doing James and Juicy Deets, I got to follow all these people on social. And I tell you what, Mariah, like, she busts her ass, man. She maybe it's just it's obviously Instagram filter kind of stuff, but she's working out, pushing, pushing tires up and side down. She's all nonstop. So she's physic the physicality from her is uh, you know bar none. So I think that she definitely is a competitor. Sometimes when she talks, I'm like, okay, I don't know, you know, what's going on there. But I think that uh, end of the day, I think that she is super talented and she can she could be a champion. I could honestly see it. Um, so I'm going to kill it for sure. I just, I think that sometimes she kind of, she gets in her own way a little bit, you know, with the politics, with like the dating, all those kind of things, but she's a competitor, man. You, you can't, you, you see it for sure. Well, let's, let's make one thing clear though. If bananas is on the next season, there's going to be no Mariah. I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. He'll, he'll put the kibosh on that real fast. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to join you. I'm also going to kill it. Um, yeah, just watching her in this, I mean, she wasn't on the episode for long, right? I mean, she had to go in the elimination, but watching her um, and just seeing what she did the week previous and then thinking back on how she was, she's been two for two on making finals for, you know, her seasons, uh, which is impressive to begin with. Um, her political game maybe needs a little polishing, you know, but uh I, you know, maybe wrongly judged her. I felt like maybe she's not that smart. You know, I don't know her puzzle ability, that kind of thing. But Narice said she was smart. Uh, and then when it came to doing that puzzle in that elimination, I mean, I thought she had it like twice. I mean, that they showed that shot. She's trying to put the block in. I was like, dude, she just took out Narice. And I was upset because I was like, I really wanted Narice to win. Yeah. And I, I just, it kind of hit me. I was like, damn, Mariah. I wasn't even thinking about it, but 
I think she might actually be a bit better than I've given her credit for. So, um, yeah, I'm going to kill it. I think she might be underrated. And maybe that's just underrated in our eyes. I don't know if other people are there. And Jameson, you bring up a great point. I mean, she's obviously one of those, one of the women on the show who's just like a physically fit specimen. And I do think she ultimately is good on the show too for um, just, you know, she's bringing some, maybe it's not drama per se, but she's bringing some love interest. She's not afraid to show some cheeks uh you know, just whatever i think ultimately she's great for the show yeah i think more cheeks i mean if you're willing to show some cheeks like you're in you're in you're underrated jameson um oh man uh got me chris um i was thinking of a few things tonight i was thinking about balance is it important does it really matter or nah does it really i mean when you really think about it balance do we really need it uh but i thought i'd go a different direction you know tonight tj uh with Corey, <laughs> with Corey, he you know really kind of pushed him to go down that mountain and i thought that was it was it was kind of interesting because i think in the past tj kind of would be like what you're gonna quit on me you're quitting get out of my get out of my challenge house you know he would have kicked him out so guys has tj gone soft killed it or sent it home um, I'm going to send him home on him being soft. I think uh, he just cares. And <laughs> I I love I loved that moment. I really did. I, you know, I feel like we did talk about TJ going soft a little earlier this season, but I'm going to send it home too. And I think, I think he just knows he needs Corey on there for TV. And I think he also understands that like having him go down and face this fear it's probably going to make for better TV than just letting him walk away and calling him a quitter. Yeah. You know, like he knows that watching him try to navigate this and like, even if he doesn't do well at it, you know, like if Corey goes tumbling down the side of the mountain, TJ knows, Hey, and he did a little it's bit. It's going to be entertaining. Yeah. And he did. Yeah, he did. He did. So <laughs> I think, I think it just plays into, I know we've talked earlier in the season too, about TJ just being a better host and I think it just mm-hmm. it's just showing us how TJ's evolved uh, as a host and has become more savvy in his position as a man, as a man, as a host. I mean, he's hosting so many of these challenges now. There's the challenge USA. There's the challenge all stars or old old people, whatever <laughs> Jerry had the challenge like. But he's doing so many more that I think he's like quickly gotten even better than what he was before um, where, you know, it was just one every couple months. Now I think he's probably like filming these things all the time, or at least he was for a good run there. So I think it's just TJ getting better at his job, but I'm going to send it home. I think he's still, he's still the TJ we want him to be. I love that answer. He he is just becoming a better host. He really is. Um, I still love him. I did like that moment. I just, I I was kind of, taken back by it a little bit i was like oh wow you know like tj is really helping he's really you know trying to get this guy over this you know this hill get get him over this cliff and uh i'm getting this sentence out any second now and i'm just i i uh i i feel for him i'm i'm i like it i'm gonna i'm gonna kill it too you know what he hasn't gone soft he's still good and for the record balance doesn't really matter um in a lot of in a lot in real in real life i'm gonna I mean, maybe in some places, like if you're a surfer or whatever, but 
I don't know if balance or, really matters. Or if you're just preferring walking on two feet. <laughs> um, Jameson, I have the exact opposite question as you. I liked that moment so much, and I thought, given the season, with all these unproven people, they needed that extra push. We sort of saw Coach TJ throughout the season. So my question, mm. killed it or send it home, was this the best TJ season ever? Mm, that's a big statement. I'm going to go first. No, send it home. I, I think it was a great season. I do think, like Chris said, he evolved. And it was, you know, it was nice to see him kind of connect to these new players and kind of, you know, really create some of that, uh, those moments with them. But, man, there's been so many. I, honestly, I don't know what it is. I have a soft spot. When he's interacting with CT, Bananas, the OGs, like there's like a relationship there, you know. He like it's really sad when they go home. He's really excited when they win. And him laughing at a trivia when they get dunked um, and he's cracking up and he's just like pure laughter. That's some of the best times ever. Um, any season without that is not – I miss it. Um, so I, I hear you, Dan. I think he had a great season, though. I think he he carried it. He fucking carried the, the entire season. But I'm going to have to – I'm going to have to send it home on that and on those points. Yeah, that's a really – it's a really tough question. Great question, though. Yeah, great question. Like, I think for TJ, it was his best season ever. You know, like like through his perspective, he probably is just loving life. I feel like he really enjoyed the season. I think for me, man, it's really tough because you can see that he enjoyed it, even yeah. though yeah, he did have to be like a little bit of this like coaching father, motivator figure. Um I think ultimately, ultimately for me, I'm going to send it home. I miss TJ's big entrances. I was going to say we, we didn't get him on the top yeah. of the tank. Yeah, he didn't come in on a tank. There's no like big explosions or like anything wild, you know, like riding up in a jet ski or something. He did roll up in a boat at you know the final, but like I don't know. I feel like some some of the more recent seasons he's had big entrances. Uh, laughing at the trivia. I mean, was there even a trivia on this season? I don't. I don't think there not was. Not really. No. Like they they weaved it into some other stuff, but not like a. Yeah. Tri- yeah. Look how much. Look how stupid these people are, and then they hit the wall. Yeah. yeah. So I think What's that's the a great capital of the U.S. Um, I mean, he certainly laughed this season, though. So you know, that's why I'm saying. It's yeah. Big. Um, but then I also kind of miss. There's like a hearkening back to like way back when he'd like call contestants, bro, you know, and he'd just be like, dude, you got to deal with it, bro. You know, like you lost. That's the rules. Deal with it, bro. And just like not a good contestant at all, or a good host at oh, all. Yeah. But like it just when very he goes serious, TJ. When he goes serious. He's like, hey, hey, bro, bro, not cool. Yeah. You know, it's about so, I kind of miss some of that, too. Um, You know, he's obviously a bit more polished, but uh. Yeah, I'm gonna send it home, but I'm happy for TJ for this for this season. Even though it's been a, a weird one for all of us, um, I think ultimately it was good for him. Yeah, I'll I'll send it home too, just because I didn't get that um, unintentional comedy from TJ. It, you were missing a bunch from him, but I would say this was his highest degree of difficulty, and I think he is now a better host than he's ever been while maybe not being the very best season. But we got to see multiple new sides of the guy. And TJ's an onion, and I, I love every layer. Oh, oh my God, what a line. God, do you write? 
You're, that was good. <laughs> Time to get juicy. With Jameson's Juicy Deeds. Ah, uh, the last one of the season. What a fucking time to live, you know? I'm cursing. I'm 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 all over the place, but I'm excited to share some juicy deets. Uh, first up, guys, remember Amanda? Remember Amanda? She's very contentious, you know, likes some drama, uh, really scrappy individual. She's talking some mad shit to Michelle these days. She she tweeted uh this this week, uh, you're out drinking, shocker. And still talking about me on the challenge. Bitch, get a life. And please stop being so forced. It's so cringe. That's, I mean, look, say what you will about Amanda. But uh, she was entertaining sometimes. Uh, and I kind of miss that kind of crazy, you know, person on the show. Yeah, I kind of miss that crazy That's person on the show, That's too. Me. I don't know. I, I miss yeah dumb outbursts like that you know that's exactly yes that's what i'm saying that's like what is she even talking about i don't know but she's just picking a fight for no reason i don't miss amanda at all <laughs> i know and danny hates amanda but i i had to share that deep because i just thought it was so kind of for lack of a better word kind of trashy and it was really funny um actually for my next deed guys i have a special guest i have a special guest calling in um it's ed and by Ed, I mean it's Danny. Danny, I would love for you to read this next uh, tweet from Ed. He's hosting an event, and I think it would be great if Ed called in to tell us about this deed uh, from Philly. Really putting me on the spot here, but I will read this tweet that he uh, that he sent out. I'll be hosting a fight a challenger event for fifty dollars. You can fight me or any other challenger that signs up for the event. All proceeds go to charity. I am happy to crack jaws all day for a good cause. <laughs> totally worth it. Wow, Ed, thanks for joining us, man. We, we're big fans. Uh, really glad that you could join the podcast. I'm really excited for this event. Fight a challenger event. Uh, $50. You can fight him or any other challenger. $50, that's it. I love that it that there's nothing official whatsoever about this announcement. It's like an unhinged tweet he sent out. I had an idea like I'd fight uh fellow cast members for 50 bucks. Sure. It makes no sense. What did he go bankrupt? Right. Yeah. What's happening? Ed, it feels okay? like it. I love I'm happy to crack jaws all day for a good cause. Uh, that seems like a funny sentence. Um, so thanks, Ed, for joining us tonight. What a guy. Um, last but not least, um, guys, some nerd online uh, took a picture of the Sudoku puzzle uh, from the from the episode tonight, and they did the puzzle a million different ways, and they came to find out that there is actually over seventeen different answers to the puzzle, and then they kept watching the episode over and over and taking screenshots of all the Sudoku uh, answers that people were submitting. As they said, check, check, check. And they found that uh, Narice was right um, twice, and she, she didn't get it called. And then also, um, uh, who was it? Oh, and also, Ro not Rory. Why does it say Rory? I'm sorry about that. Someone else on, was also right with the Sudoku puzzle. Either way, Narice was right twice. 
and this nerd figured it out. The, the fact that there were 17 different answers to the Sudoku puzzle makes it even harder than you can imagine. Yeah, that feels like a huge production mistake that you would even make something that complicated that they couldn't immediately be like, yes or no, and get people moving. So uh, that's got to be worked out. Yeah. How do you not just pull it from one of those fucking giant books of Sudoku puzzles that you take <laughs> to the bathroom? And yeah, it's the easy as that. <laughs> from an airport. Those are foolproof. They don't have 17 different answers. There's only one. No, crazy, but... Could you imagine having enough time on your hands to uh, research the Sudoku puzzle from the challenge? As someone who hosts a uh, podcast that makes no money and has no listeners, yes, I can imagine having (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Another season of Juicy Deeds. MVP of the episode, Chris Worm. Um, My MVP of this episode is Emmanuel... Not a very wild or surprising pick for me. Um, I just, you know, he killed it. He killed it on this final. Uh, and I'm kind of combining it with last week. Maybe he got a little lucky this week. It was all on his shoulders. And, you know, even when Narice dumps the tiles on his thing, he still ended up being the the second guy to finish that thing overnight. And uh, it, it's just an impressive performance. I think he played a smart game all season. Um, where he aligned himself with the American Alliance somehow. Like, he he saw what was happening. He figured out who to align himself with, got in with Jay, wasn't a threat. Um, and it all culminated in this final, even though he's got to go home to his girlfriend, a cheater. Um, he's still my... He's a winner. <laughs> he's a winner. And maybe she'll be okay with it because he got $250,000. We'll see. That could be interesting. Uh, after taxes, it's a little low. Um, okay, so it's all part of the game, baby. It's all part of the game. <laughs> Political. Uh, congrats, congratulations to Chris for picking Emmanuel uh, this season. What a pick! And he, I mean, he did kill it, like he said. I, he's one of those guys that um, he just, you know, he's easy to like. You know, he's not like a favorite, or you're like, oh yeah, I love this guy, super. But you know, he goes about things the right way. He doesn't piss a lot of people off. He hooks up with a lot of people working. I mean, that's what you got to love in a winner, right? A big hooker upper. Uh, so I'm going to give Emmanuel my you know, MVP of the app. Yeah, I'm going to give it to him as well. I, I think I don't even know that there's another answer here. He he won yeah, nope. EJ's final. He's the winner. Um, so let's move on to loser of the episode, who I, I imagine will be a three-way tie again. Chris. Yeah, I'm just going to say it's Berna for me. I mean, Corey was right there, but Berna ultimately, I mean, she came in last. And it just, I don't know, just didn't feel like she belonged in the final. Danny said it best earlier. Like, I I would have much rather seen Mariah in that. And I just, I'm happy to let Berna go. If she don't come back, then I'm cool with it. It was every step of the way, too. She started complaining about math because her circus training didn't have math. It's all just like, then don't come on the show. How's that? Go back to the circus. Yeah. You know, Ringling Brothers, they're still go rocking. Go on the circus challenge. So that's my yeah. answer as well. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you give it a, you know, co-op, Berna and Corey, but you got to give it to Berna all the way. 
Now, let's give out an MVP and loser of the season um, as we do each year because that gets a little more interesting. Chris, your MVP of the entire season. Uh, without a doubt for me, it's Narice. Um Man, she, you know, started the season, didn't really notice her that much. Just felt like, you know, I just remember her being Nelson's partner in the previous season. But, wow, she was really impressive this season. Um, her eliminations, very impressive. Yeah. And her performance in the final was impressive. She brings the drama. She's not afraid to get in a fight. You know, she's kind of like everything I feel like we've wanted from a, a cast member on this show that, like, feels like it's kind of been missing or like, you know, some people have brought certain parts of it, uh, you know, whether it's a social aspect or some people have brought part of the game aspect. And she's really like the total package. I'm really happy if she decides to keep coming back. Um, and she's someone who can win it, too, you know, which is I like, honestly, she did so well in this final. I think she could win it in the future easily. Um, things just didn't go her way this time. But um I, I'm just happy if she's on future episodes. I really hope she comes back in seasons to come uh, because she'll be fun to watch. Jameson? Yes, I think we might have two clean sweeps, to be honest with you. Um, I, I just, she's the full package, man. She really is. I mean, sorry, Tori, old news. Bye-bye. Uh, you know, Norris has it all. Uh, she, I like what you said, Chris. I think that the fact that, you know, this show is – Look, yes, is it a competition show where you need to show athletic, you know, ability and, and, and politics? Sure. But you also need to be a little entertaining and you need to like, you know, the, these MTV, you know, producers, they got to pay a lot of money for these advertisers and things. And you know what? That costs a lot of money. And we, we need we need to make sure that this show is entertaining. I'm getting to a point. Here it comes. We love you, Narice. We need more of you. You're, you're entertaining um, and you're a hell of a competitor. And she brought it, man. Um, and it was just kind of fun to see her kind of with, you know, the, the relationship thing where she was able to, you know, beat her own boyfriend and then get to the end, get second place, um, beat all, beat a lot of the odds. And, and I love the, the male versus female thing. Who cares what sex you are? Let's have everybody compete for the first place. Let's see what happens. And she, and she brought him and she easily could have won, uh, tonight. Yeah. Easily the MVP of the season. Because this season, a challenge star was born, and she was amazing in every aspect <laughs> of it. She, she hooks up. So many accents tonight. She fights. She competes. She does it all. And now, by not winning, she's given us something to root for in the future season. So I, I feel like she just set herself up to be a crowd favorite for a long time absolutely and she's humble about it too i feel like after when after coming in second she seems so humble about it she wasn't upset about coming in second and not in first um just and tamed Horacio. what can you say <laughs> she also has like a little of a, a little a little bit too too you know it's like a, it's like a nice little balance Dude, it's never getting all danny's just took us to a, like a little you know sopranos yeah yeah a little bit of both a little bit of this a little bit of that so the loser of the entire season, Chris, who do you got? I give this to just one person. I have to give it to two. And it's Jay and Michelle. There's just no way um, going into the season how they were not clear favorites. I mean, it's pretty clear to see how they 
you know, just ran the whole season, basically, politically. I mean, they were untouchable and they were undone by just, I mean, Michelle undone by that elimination or that daily challenge was like really poor on her part. And Jay's lost in the elimination in the final. Um, yeah, I just in something that I would have thought Jay would have done better than Corey at. Uh, after Corey and after Corey expended all that energy uh, in the, the challenge, too. So, um, yeah, they should have done better for what they had. I, you know, even making the final, I get it. Things happen. But yeah, they're my losers this this season. Jameson. Oh, man, good answer. I, I'm going to give it, I'm just going to give it solely to Jay. I just think that this fucking dude, you know, he thought he was so cool with his fucking hairline. Uh, I texted my, my buddy last night. He, he was ruined for Norris. He was ruined for everybody. And I go, oh, do you even listen to the podcast, bro? Do you, you, you want to talk to me about the challenge? But you never talked to me about the podcast? And he goes, no, dude, fuck Jay. That's all he said. And I, and I go, you know what? You're right, buddy, TJ. Shout out to TJ. Um, he just... He just came in like a smug, you know, a little bastard. And he thought he was so cool, going to control everything, going to have it, you know, working underneath his fingertips. But guess what, buddy? You were at home a long time ago. Um, and it's not even like I want you back. You know, it's it's kind of you just showed your true colors and uh, you're kind of whack, bro. So um, I'm really getting into the bro, bro. But sorry, bro. You're a loser of the season. Yeah, mine was Jay and Michelle as well, Chris. Um, Ooh, you they, guys. They were so annoying. I hate them both with a passion. They set themselves up basically for a free ride to the final, and neither of them made it past the first five minutes of the final episode, or the you know the first part of the final. Michelle didn't even make it. Um, these two are morons, and they'll never have that set up again because as soon as you get more vets in, they're going to be treated like rookies. They're, they're, they'll get oh, no yeah. contract. So um, these two squandered a great position they were in, and I, I hope we never see them again. They could Me have won $250,000. <laughs> after – before time. Yeah. <laughs> Until next season, that's it from the Tribunal. Don't be a quitter, Corey. Don't be a layup, Michelle. You guys killed it. Thank you all for sticking with us this season. It had its ups and downs, but we'll be back for season 40, which should be amazing. Also, Tribunal fans, should we try start a Traders podcast? Let us know in the comments.